Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Leisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. Romans 8.2 For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. The way to being free from condemnation is stated here. It involves both the Spirit of God and the Son of God. The work of the Spirit of God, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. The Holy Spirit is much involved in our salvation. However, the Spirit's involvement is not apart from Christ Jesus. It is the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The work of the Son of God in God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Romans 8, 3, and 4. Jesus Christ is the Savior. First, the sending, God sending his own Son. God sent Christ to the earth to die for sinners. Second, the seeing. In the likeness of sinful flesh, this is the incarnation. Man could see the Savior incarnated in the likeness of sinful flesh. He he was not a sinner, nor did he take on the fall of Adam such as each generation does but he came as savior so he came in the likeness of sinful flesh to redeem us from it he he is our kinsman redeemer for sin involves the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary Christ did not die a martyr but died for our sins for he is sanctifying that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. The death of Christ made it possible for sinful man to have the righteousness of Christ imputed to him. The part of the Holy Spirit in creation, we know that the divine spirit is recognized in the scriptures as the direct agent of the original creation. And the spirit of life and order in the whole domain in nature and providence how striking all of this is is described as the majestic psalm of nature psalm 104 24 o lord what a variety of things you have made in wisdom you have made them all the earth is full of your creatures they all depend on you to give them food as they need it when you supply it they gather it you open your hand to feed them and they are richly satisfied But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you give them your breath, life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all he has made. The earth trembles at his glance. The mountains smoke at his touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. This is, however, the power that formed the heavens with their orbs of light, 
that covers the woods and fields with their robes of many-tinted glory, that animates the teeming world of insect and animal life, that breathed into man the breath of life at the beginning and still sustains his physical existence, and that has created all his mortal powers and endowments. Why should it be thought strange that he who made us should sustain us, restore us, and quicken our mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in us? The work of the Holy Spirit in the body in the Old Testament is amazingly depicted in the very remarkable physical power of Samson, and it was directly intended as a lesson of the true nature and source of physical strength. Samson's stupendous power was not due to any natural physical body training at will, but only and directly to the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. For in the very beginning of his strength, it is repeatedly added that the Spirit of the Lord began to move him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. When the Lord, the Holy Spirit, lifted up him up off of his helplessness in the hands of his enemies, but he was filled with the superhuman power of God's Spirit. He could pull down the infrastructure of the city or hurl the walls of the Dagon's temple upon the assembled thousands of his enemies. The lesson of his life is unmistakably foreshadowed in the great New Testament truth that our bodily life, as well as our spiritual, has its root and nourishment in God, and that as we walk in separation from evil and fellowship with him, he that raised up Jesus from the dead will also quicken our mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in us. Romans 8.11 The part of the Holy Spirit in the personal ministry of Christ was he that performed the supernatural works of the Lord Jesus on earth. Not one miracle did he perform until he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised, Luke 4.18. And when his enemies attributed his miracles to the power of Satan, he distinctly declared that they were performed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and added, If I by the Holy Spirit cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. And then he proceeded to change or to charge them with the fatal sin against the Holy Spirit and thus attributing his works to Satan, which is in Matthew 12:28. If then Christ has cast out demons and wrought miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it is the same Spirit who still abides in the church and dwells in the hearts and bodies of believers, why should it be thought strange that the Almighty Spirit, who thus wrought in the Son of God, should work in our bodies the same works that are and quicken them that He does in other ways, in other areas, and in our spirit. The part of the Holy Spirit in the apostolic ministry and in the permanent endowment of the church. It was not until the Holy Spirit descended that the apostles were permitted to exercise their ministry and power and all the mighty works that followed are distinctly attributed by Peter and the other apostles 
to his personal working. He quotes from the prophet Joel the distinct promise, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and it is followed by the announcement that they shall ensue, and I will show wonders in the heavens above and miracles in the earth beneath. It was after the Holy Spirit descended again a a little later until the place was shaken that we read by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and it was to be through his continuance and supernatural presence that the divine gifts were to be manifested in the church to the end of the dispensation. 1 Corinthians 12:4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. To one there is given the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles by the same Spirit. But all these works that one and the selfsame Spirit dividing to everyone severally as he will. Thus we see that all the supernatural effects of Christianity are accomplished through the Holy Spirit. It is his very province to perpetuate in the church the very works that Christ performed through him on earth, the church being simply the body of the ascended Savior and the channel through which he is to work in the divine manner. Even as he does now with us as the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. He continues to move on us in society so that we continue the grace of God to bring people up to his ways of doing things and also to redemption, that we would see his effects of Christianity accomplished by the Holy Spirit through what we do in society. It is his very province to perpetuate the church, the very works that Christ performed through him on earth. The church is Christ's body, his presence here on earth. And so we continue what he has done. The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. This blessed Holy Spirit does the work he came to do in our spirits and souls and mortal bodies as he dwells within us. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 1 John 5.4 why is that? Because faith, real faith involves stepping out and believing God for what you know to be his will for your life and doing this in step with him. Finding out God's will regarding your need and then trusting him to bring it to pass. Believing that God said what he meant and meant what he said and then trusting him to do what he said. And this requires conversation with God. It requires an intimacy with God so that you are perceiving what the Holy Spirit 
is doing with you and the grace that he has toward you, a relationship that he desires with you. He doesn't just desire to meet our needs, but to have a relationship with us. The special ministry of the Holy Spirit for our bodies hinges on the fact that the body is for the Lord and the Lord is for the body. And it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit thus to unite our body to our Lord's and to inhabit it and hold it in sacredness and purity for him. So we distinctly understand that it is our physical body, our physical life, the scriptures speak of, that the Holy Spirit is the Lord of the body as well as of the spirit, because we have to have our body to, to remain here and do his work in the world. And surely he teaches regarding that portion of our being. We can afford to claim these specific promises that he makes for us. The effect of the Spirit's indwellingness is quickening life for our bodies, and this is here described in the previous verse, the body is recognized as well as the soul, as yielded up to death, and so reckoned as good as dead, that we do not henceforth depend upon its natural strength as sufficient, but in contrast with this, the Holy Spirit becomes new life and quickens our mortal body by the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Grace and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests, so I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado, 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.